0: welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship-building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host,
1: Russell Edmond. Hello and good afternoon. Thank you for joining on air with Russell of Hotels. Hope all is well. Thank you guys so much for joining. It is show number 179. Um on, let me adjust something here. I think I'm ai think I'm adjusted. Let me see. Um Am I adjusted okay? I don't know. But we're going to see. We're going to find out, right? So, no, thank you guys for joining. It's show number 179. Today is Tuesday, October 11th. Um, Dylan said he, I, I missed your live for today. No, that's okay, Dylan. You're here now. So, uh, that's all that matters, right? Doesn't matter what you missed earlier is that you're here today. But no, but thank you guys so much for joining, uh, on air with Russell of Hotels. This is show number 179. Today is Tuesday, uh, October 11th. And of course, it's Taco Tuesday somewhere. Uh, but we'll talk about that stuff later. I'm not sure what I'm preparing today, but, you best believe it would be non-meat eats, okay? So, But um, uh, I want to thank real quick the um, the listeners, meaning the, the, the podcast listeners, okay? So as I'm doing this show, of course, it's live not just on YouTube, but it's live on LinkedIn, and at the same time, a podcast is being created, okay? Believe it or not, as I'm speaking, I'm recording, and once this is over, I will download it or upload it To the podcast platform. So I do appreciate the podcast listeners for tuning in as well. Thank you so much. Um, So, there, there you go. So, and that's on Spotify or just Google uh, Russell or On Air with Russell of Hotels uh, Live podcast or live hospitality talk show and you'll find it right so wherever you listen to your favorite podcast you'll find it um boy but yeah great weekend last weekend you know i need to catch you guys up before i can get any further right should i i think so um let me see let me see let me just jump in you know let's just jump in head first shall we um let's see am i right there no i'm right here Boom. Okay. see, if you just follow the instructions that you all this, all this technology I have, I have here. Right. If I just, you know, click it, it works and it tells me what to do. Right. So industry stuff. But before I get into industry stuff, uh, Dylan, just Dylan, Dylan popping up on my uh, screen here made me or or is going to remind me or reminded me of something that this is an interactive show. So please feel free to if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on YouTube, you can feel free to put, you know, comments in the chat box. I'll see them on my screen and if they're appropriate, I'll mention you, <laughs> okay? But it, at the very least, you know, you're going to get a shout out like Dylan, general manager at the Fairfield Inn and um, Fairfield Inn in um, Eugene, Oregon, right down the street from University of Oregon. He's a general manager at the Fairfield Inn by Marriott. Excuse me, I had to throw in, by Marriott in there. Um, so he's the GM there, and he, we do lives, or I do lives, and then he comes on and always gives a great, you know, his expert opinion on certain things. Uh, you know, the topics, can they, they, they vary, but they're always about hospitality. But we, sometimes we venture out into sports And things like that, uh, you know, briefly, but we always reel it back into hospitality, right? So everything, everything relates to hospitality. I don't know how, but we managed a way to bridge the gap between sports and and social issues back into hospitality. So, uh, but yeah, so no, Dylan is my guy out there in Oregon. So I appreciate you. And he just made a comment. I found that Chef Tasha had an interesting question for you regarding vacation rentals. We're chipping away at the revenue of hotel industry. Uh, yeah, she asked me a question. Um, well, I guess that's a question for you. Uh, You know, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I know, I remember back in the day when, um, and this is, you know, I I'm going off the rails already, but you know, back in the day, I remember someone calling me. It was a, it was a, um, a resident, a lady that owned a resident not too far from my hotel. And basically, this is before like Airbnb even came out, Airbnb and VRBO and all those. This is before they even came out. And um, they were this, the whoever owned the house next to this, this lady who called me at this hotel as a GM. And she said, hey, just to let you know that there's a house that's being rented on my street. And I I'm pretty sure you're not getting the tax dollars, meaning the city's not getting the tax dollars. So that's, that's more of a a concern for, she should have called the city. She's calling me and telling me because I guess she wanted me to do something about it. And I said, well, at that point it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that, like taking business away. And if it was, and you know, how, to, how would I know? I wouldn't even know that they were renting out houses to just individuals until she called and told me. So And I think Chef uh, Tasha, the conversation came up about Airbnb and if it's taking away from, um, you know, hotels. Well, I I said it depends on the area, depends on the market. Um, You know, some areas it may, you know, um, it may be impeding on some of that business. But is it taking over? No, I don't think it's taking over. But like I said, it depends on the market. Now, if it's an area that's heavy, you know, um, um, VRBO or heavy, uh, you know, um, I can't think what it's called now, you know, the, whatever the other stuff is called, if it's heavy, that then maybe so, but uh, I I don't think so. Airbnb, that's what I, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Airbnb and VRBO is basically the same thing, but um, you know, some markets are, you know, filling it more than others, but like I said, Dylan would probably be, you know, more, you know, because he's, he's seen it every day and I know, and I'm not even looking at your comments yet, Dylan, but I know that like where you are, Eugene has a lot of Airbnbs. So, um, so I'm not sure if that's impeding on your business or not, but he said one thing that is important is also to remember that you have a more catered experience in hotels and a more do it yourself experience in vacation rentals. Okay, there you go. That's that's see, that's a good point right there. See, and it just depends on what you're looking for. So, you know, are you looking for a hotel? Are you looking for space and to cook your own food and prepare this and prepare that? Uh, It just depends because I've done um, because of cost and because of the number of people that were going when my daughter graduated in uh, um, in, at ASU, which is near Scottsdale, we ended up renting a home in Scottsdale because we had about seven people that were going to be staying. Right. So it would have been more expensive to get seven rooms. So what we did was just got, you know, a house with I think six bedrooms and I think they all, most of the room slept, you know, two to four people. So it made sense for us to do that. And yeah, we were prepared to buy groceries and, and prepare the food ourselves, which we did. Um. So, but that didn't stop us from going out as well. So it just depends on exactly what you're looking for. And Scottsdale is one of those areas that has a lot of Airbnbs as well. But is it taking away business from the hotel? It just depends. It just It just depends on what the guest is looking for. And that just tells you that hotels need to do a better job. Um, Cause I'm pro hotel and you know, I'm not a big Airbnb or VRBO fan because I have my other reasons for that. But, um, but for whatever, you know, for that particular situation that when my daughter graduated, it, it came in, it came in handy at that time. So it was, a, it was a more cost effective measure. So we took that route. Because like I said, we had people coming out of town and like I said, I'm not we're not going to buy you know, or rent or, uh, you know, utilize, you know, six, you know, five to seven hotel rooms. You know what I mean? So it just made more sense to have everybody under one roof. Yeah, we had to prepare food and all that kind of stuff, but it had a pool. Had a spa, you know, jacuzzi. It had it had a game room that had pool tables and things like that. So, and you didn't have to compete with everyone else. Meaning, if it was in a hotel setting, you would have to compete. So, just think about all that. See what that particular, you know, put them side by side. You know, cost, um, and and what you're getting for that cost or for that rental. So. So, yeah. So anyway, I didn't I didn't know I was going to jump into that, but we did. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, Lauren Brown. Happy to listen in today. Okay, very good. Lauren Brown. Lauren Brown. She travels all over the place. She's all about reimagining hospitality. Okay, so we always appreciate when Miss Lauren Brown tunes in. Um, She was just in. I can't remember. She's been in San Diego. She's been up north. Um, she was just in, I can't think of was I'm sure she'll chime in and let me know where she just was. Um, you need to follow her on Instagram. Okay, follow her on IG. She does some amazing videos. She was in Chicago. Chi-town. She was in Chicago. That's right. She was there eating, getting some Garrett's popcorn, and, and she was eating, uh, what else they have in, in Chicago? You know, Chicago hot dogs and all that stuff. She was doing that. She was over there doing the most. But no, she was there for uh, a conference. Uh and I believe that was um Miss Um do do well, God, I'm just at a I'm just losing my mind today. Um gosh, what's my girl's name? I, I mean I, I talk about her every every show, right? And and uh, and I can't even think of her name. But anyway, I'll get to it. D Davon Reeves, yeah, she was there doing her, her conference. So, yeah, Miss Davon Reeves. I'm going to talk about her in a minute, though. But anyway, but industry stuff. Now, you, as you guys know, maybe you don't know, I was uh, away for the weekend. I was in my hometown of Blythe, California. PVHS, that stands for Palo Verde High School, right? So it was uh, class reunion, homecoming, all that kind of stuff. Future hotel owner tour. Okay, that's why she was there. Okay, so. Um, but I we'll, I'm going to get into talking about Miss Davon Reeves in a couple minutes but it, anyway so uh I was in Blythe my hometown for homecoming and homecoming is a big it's a big to do right it's a it's a it's a it's a whole community thing um and um it was interesting to 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 encounter some people talk they didn't even, I didn't even know they you know I I knew some of these people right But, you know, just the outpouring of support for the show. Right. Or for the lives that I do. It was just interesting. And I'm going to say not everybody, but I'm going to say at least 10 people, at least 10 people mentioned it. Um, And probably three, only three of them were in my, you know, in my graduating class that mentioned it. Uh, But the other, you know, seven were just random classes that, you know, uh, I knew who they were but I didn't, I had no idea that they were, you know, fans of the show or listen to the show. So I, you know, basically, I, I mean, I, I thank them. I, I thank you for su- your support and that kind of thing. But it was just interesting that, you know, people do listen. If you put things out, people will listen to it. Um. So I always say people that are like on the fence about doing things like that, and you don't think people will listen. You don't know who this stuff reaches and who it impacts. And, and I did a quick, like a, uh, Impromptu live in Blythe, uh, at the hotel I was staying in. I was staying at the Holiday Inn Express in Blythe, which is the newest hotel in Blythe, right? So always stick, always stick with the newest one, right? Go to the newest one. Don't go to the older ones. Go to the new hotel, okay? So I stayed at the new hotel, and just so happened, a classmate of mine, her name is Mary, happened to be walking by, right? So I stopped her and um and had her come on the live with me, and she was like this a uh, natural, right? Um, so, and we got to talking about travel cause she travels a lot, you know, been to Europe so many times she can't even count. And there's another classmate that happened to be on the live that wasn't, didn't, wasn't able to attend the, um, the homecoming. And, you know, she was talking about, you know, going to Italy or whatever, but, you know, afraid to go that kind of thing. And Mary, who had been to Italy several times, you know, was basically telling about the experience cause she had, um did a road trip with her, with her kids and her husband, you know, like several week road trip through from one end of Italy to the other. Uh, And Tina, who the person that was listening was, you know, she was intrigued by all that because she had been on the fence about going and traveling. But now that she sees that Mary has done it, now it's going to, it's enticing her to, to do it, to take that leap, to do it. So you never know. I, I said that to say this, you never know who's listening to your podcast, who, or your shows, or your lives, or reading your post, you never know who you're going to reach, right, so continue to do what you do, if you're on the fence about doing it, do it, okay, because people have a lot to, a lot to share, they don't think they have a lot to share, but if you're, like I said, if you're on the fence about thinking about it, that means you have some stuff to share, and and you need to do it, so my advice, just jump in and do it, head first. Okay. Whatever happens, happens after that. Right. So, but no, I'm just, I'm being funny about it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I did. I mean, I jumped in and and to do it uh, because I was on someone else's show. So that inspired me, Craig Sullivan. Thank you so much, Craig Sullivan. And, and, you know, he inspired me to do it because I was a guest on his show and I was like, wow, I, this would be kind of cool. This would be something that could take my brand to another level or whatever. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't thinking about all that. I didn't think it would come to all this that has come along with it. But I knew I had something to say. I know that all the experience that I had, uh someone needed to hear something. Okay. It's gonna resonate with somebody. So that's what I did, right? So okay, so there you go. So let me just read a couple of these comments. Um proud of you for helping out Lonnie. Thanks for the good soul. Wait a minute. Did I miss another comment? Hold on one second. I may miss Comments are coming in fast and furious. Um, Okay. Dylan. This was from Dylan. I strongly believe Lauren Brown will be a hotel owner. She's very focused. Yep. I believe that too. Uh, Dylan also says proud of you for helping out Lonnie. Thanks for being the good soul you are. And then Lonnie says, Lauren made sure to sign up for hotel ownership with Avon Reeves tonight, 7 PM with platinum holdings. Very good. Hey, Dylan, you know I'm signed up for the newsletter, LOL. Russell, you're right. You never know who's listening. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. So, just in case you guys just jumped on here, uh, any comments that come up, I'm reading those comments, okay? So, and I'm giving those people, you know, their props for, you know, for being on the show because I do appreciate uh, that they come on. So, if that prolongs the show, oh, well. So... (laughs) It is what it is. Um, so I was invited to speak at a class of ninth graders because someone saw a guest on "Don't Look Under the Bed" podcast last year. See, there you go. See, so Lauren is doing her thing, right? And I and and Lauren and I have conversations. Okay, we we don't just you know meet on these things where she's making comments. No, we have conversations every now and then. In fact, we'll probably do another one, right? And um, it always comes back to any no matter what we're talking about it's all about hospitality. It comes back to hospitality and things that you know we both should be doing to to get our name out because this is a thing, not necessarily just to get our name out, but it's about the um reaching people that don't know hospitality exists and it and it is a a viable career choice, right because what i don't see i I see a lack of um uh, what am I trying to say? A lack of outreach. You know, outreach from professionals, from hotel companies. And correct me if I'm wrong, maybe hotel companies are doing outreach. I don't know. I don't see it, though. And I just had a conversation with a, a good friend of mine. We went to college together, and we talked about the lack of outreach from our alma mater. Okay? Um, because the same amount of people that were in the program when I was in there 25, 30 years ago, is still amount of people now. So there's not a lot of outreach going on. Okay. So we need to reach people and Lauren's doing a good job. She had on her uh, they she did a live with a, uh, a high school teacher, I believe last week. And they were talking about, you know, how she got started in hospitality. Um, you know, they're talking about all these different things, right. About her jobs that she's had and, you know, these, you know, career options that people don't know about. And yeah, I mean, not that, You're, you know, um, telling people don't go to college, but you can go in hospitality career and, and rise from, you know, a a bailman, a housekeeper, a dishwasher to a general manager, because I've seen it done at more than once. Okay. It's not just what a one-off or a fluke. No, I've seen several people. i say five to 10 people that have done that, but they put in the work, right? It's not easy work. They put in the work, they busted their humps and they made it happen. So, You can't just come in and don't, that goes for any job. You just can't come in and do nothing, right? But this is an option for people coming out of high school uh, that don't know what they want to do. Most of the people that I know coming out of high school did not know what they wanted to do. Okay. They got jobs, servers, you know, cocktail, you know, hostesses or whatever the heck it was, bartenders or whatever, dishwashers. And they just said, hey, this seems like a cool place to be. Or this industry seems pretty cool. And they stayed in it. And next thing you know, now they're supervisor. Now they're manager. Now they're director. Next thing you know, they're the general manager. I know somebody that's as a VP of, of one of these management companies. Okay, so and he didn't go to college. So it's just it just depends on you, right? But there has to be Outreach, meaning someone needs to tell people that this is a viable option. And that's another reason why I do this show. You know, know why you do what you do, uh, because I don't know who's watching this. Okay. I have no idea who's watching it. Okay. So you want to make sure you're putting up a good face or, you know, talking good game or whatever you want to put it, because you never know who's watching it. Okay. So there you go. There you go. Lauren had a fantastic live. one late night in Chicago. It was a bit, uh, hotel school. Okay, very good. All right. Um, Lauren Brown says, We sure do for a great talk. Yes, we are. And you're a great mentor, us. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I did a hotel management. It was great. Yeah, you went to Australia, I believe, right? So, um, but anyway, okay. There you go. So, was that my industry stuff? I don't even know if that was industry stuff. But, um, I was talking about, I was talking about my, um, um the weekend I spent in Blythe and I stayed at the, the new hotel. Like I said, I always stay at the new hotel. If there's one in that area, Uh it was a Holiday Inn Express, nice Holiday Inn Express, clean. It was like, I said, it was brand new, but that doesn't mean it's clean, but everything was in working order. And that's great. Um, You know, they have the breakfast and all that kind of stuff. So I could have stayed at home, but I was traveling with my best friend. So we stayed, you know, we decided to stay at a hotel one, you know, so we can come and go as we please. Right. And, uh, two, <laughs> two, I needed, I wanted to check out the hotel. So that's what I did. And like I said, Holiday Inn Express, you ever in Blythe, California, or you're going to Arizona or you're leaving Arizona, going to LA, you need a place to stop and stay. Uh, it's right off of the Lufkin Boulevard exit. It's South of the freeway. You can't miss it. It's over there by, it's over there by out. Albert tacos. So if you check in, go get your Albert taco. Okay. So you won't be disappointed. Okay. (laughs) So I threw out a little shout out to Albert tacos too. Um, Let's see. uh, Where was I? I, IMAX is today. Okay. So, and then the salespeople would know this hotel, uh, tourism salespeople. uh, They know about IMAX. I don't even know what IMAX stands for international uh, something. I don't know, but it's a, the huge, Expo. okay. it's a trade show. It's a conference. Uh, It's 10 to 15,000 people. Last time I went, it's in Vegas. So it was last time I went was it was right before the pandemic. And I I swear it was 15,000 people. So um, it's at Mandalay Bay. And I would I would swear that from your room to the convention center at Mandalay Bay, it's about a, a two mile walk. I would swear it is. But but I love that hotel, Mandalay Bay, and they have phenomenal space. And where else could you house, you know, 15000 people? But um, but it's one of those trade shows that people from around the world come. I mean, literally every corner of the world, there will be a representation from that country. I don't care. You name it it's a representative there. Okay. So they talk about, of course, it's all about travel. It's about tourism. It's about networking. Um, so yeah, I, I normally would go, but I didn't go cause I have another trip coming up and, um, the trip I'm going to is a little bit more intimate. And, um, and, and so I said, you know what, I, I got to choose one or the other. I could have made both of them, but I'm like, mm, nah, I'll wait till next year to go to IMAX. Cause it's every year. It's always in, I want to say it's always in October. And it's always in Vegas. So, um, and I, I, yeah, that's right. I've been to Vegas already this year, and I'm like, okay, I'm, um, I'm, I'm cool on Vegas for once a year. And Vegas is enough. I don't need to be going there multiple times. Um, but IMAX is a great show. So for hotel people, for tourism people that um, have never been, it's a great experience. Uh, you set up appointments, and I think you get longer on the appointments at IMAX. So I want to say it's like thirty minutes per appointment opposed to some of these other shows where it's six minutes to 10 minutes, you know, per appointment. So you actually have time to sit down, relax, you know, and, and get to know the person that you're talking to across the the table or the couch or whatever you're sitting on, because it's a lot more relaxed setting. And and you talk about the food they're they had food, they have drinks on the floor. They have every single thing they they're doing. Um, workshops and like I said, networking events, you get invited to dinners and breakfasts. In fact, I got invited. Uh, they didn't know I was com- from Atlantis hotel and um, Bahamas. They didn't know I was coming. So my contact there, he uh, reached out to me, and said, Hey, you coming? Because uh, on Wednesday we're doing a dinner. We'd like to invite you. So you get a lot of these invitations from, you know, these destinations, Uh, And it's just it's just a great show. And you meet so many people. A lot of contacts I know now are because of uh, people that I came across in IMAX. And if you're doing international business like I plan things international. So I actually should be there now that I think about it. Dang it. I should be there. Right. Because right now I have a group in Italy. Okay, And that's another story. I just uh, let me share this with you. So I have a group in Italy right now. So uh, they did Italy one day. And then they do it, did a trip to Greece. Okay. They're going to do like a seven day, I think it's at least seven day trip to Greece and then they come back. So I had to do the, the, they started in Miami. Okay. So they did a, like a little pre-trip um, uh, party or celebration in Miami. So they're in Miami for three days. Okay. J- flew from Miami to JFK uh, from JFK to Rome. Okay. So they had, so I did the rooms it's a group of 50 people right so 50 uh, well more than 50 so 50 rooms right 50 rooms in um well, where is it 50 rooms in in Miami and then um and then when they went to to Rome i think it it went down it went down to maybe 25 rooms or something like that so 25 rooms in Rome and then those same 25 rooms are going on the cruise to Greece 7 days later they come back so i had to do the The pre and the post rooms, right? And the transportation. So I get a text at what time was this? Uh, Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. Okay. So I get a text Sunday afternoon. Okay. As I'm coming back from Blythe to LA, get a text from my client saying, Hey, you may have to cancel these rooms um, in Rome because our flight has been delayed. Okay. You know, the flight from Miami to JFK has been delayed. I said, okay, so you may have to cancel the transportation and the hotel room because we may not be able to make it. We may may get there in time just to go to the cruise, right, to the ship. So... I said, so I called her, you know, I, you know, texting is good, but sometimes you just got to talk to people, see what, see where their head is. Right. And you can only do that from the, from the phone, right. From talking to someone. So she said, um, I said, okay, wait a minute. I said, what's going on. Okay. The flight's been delayed. I said, okay. Hey, do you know what's going on 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 the other end? What's going on at JFK? Do you know that your plane has been delayed there as well or not? Well, we won't know until we get to JFK. I said, okay. I'm not going to cancel anything until you get to JFK and let me know what's going on there. She said, okay, that makes sense. Okay. So hang up the phone. She gets to JFK. Everything's fine. Uh, the flight is going to leave. And we got there on time and all this kind of stuff. See, so don't jump to conclusions. Don't just, you know, Oh my God, you know, the sky is falling. Let me call this. So because if I had called and canceled that hotel, then there's no way if they probably would have booked those rooms to someone else, right. They would have canceled. sold those rooms to someone else. And then there, I probably never would have got those rooms back. So you want to make sure, you know, so cause sometimes, although planes have been delayed, sometimes they can make up the time, right? Sometimes they can, are they going with the jet stream or not? It just depends. Right. So, um, so they were able to make the flight. They got to, um, Rome, okay, now I get another page, or get a page I mean, I get a text that um where's our transportation? Our transportation is not here. <laughs> what do you mean, and this was at two in the morning, okay, so this is two in the morning. I said, what do you mean? The transportation's not there? well, it's not here. we're standing. I said, well, where are you standing? Well, we're over here. I said, okay, do you remember I asked you to take all your the you know all our correspondence. And all those things uh, with you, just in case something like this occurred. Well, uh, you know, when a client is, you know, kind of frustrated, because like I said, there's 50 people with her. So I can just imagine the other 50 people saying stuff, too. Right. So you can be somewhat frazzled. Right. So I said, OK, let me I'll email the, the transportation company, see what's going on. Because she said she called the transportation company and the person that she had as a contact was no longer there, which can happen. Right. But if you have all your correspondence, you can send that stuff to them. But I didn't put that on her. I said, "Hey, hold on one second. Let me email them." So I emailed them, uh, and they responded back. Are is she at the at the the the, the, the um, designated pickup place? Which she was not. So I sent her a picture, a photo that they had sent me months ago, um, which I sent her a copy as well. And that's another thing. Always make sure you copy your client. On the correspondent, so any emails that you're sending out, and or any that you're receiving from from the hotel or tourism or uh, transportation that you are copying your client on it, always be transparent. Don't hide things from the client. Okay, let them know things up front. Like, okay, I don't charge my clients um, to use my services. Right, I charge the hotel. There's a there's a commission that I charge the hotel. Right, I don't keep that from the client. I just let them know that, hey, I'm charging them. A, they, they will pay me back a certain amount of uh, commission back, just so you know. She goes, oh, okay, that's fine. So when she sees that, she'll understand that, right? So don't keep anything from your clients, uh, especially correspondents. So I made sure I copied her and anything. She, so she knew that I send the you know, email to them asking about the transportation and they mentioned that, Hey, do you remember that we send you this copy or this photo of what the location looked like? Cause it's all in Italian, right? So I sent it back to her and she found the place, found the, the, the bus was, the shuttle was there or the driver was there waiting. They got there. It transferred to the hotel. Everything's fine. Okay. So now they're already on their cruise, the same transportation company. The next day, transported them to the port. They boarded their, um, their, their cruise to Greece and that's where they are now. So I don't don't have to hear back from them for another six days. Okay. (laughs) And then it starts over again because now we're going to have another hotel, not the same hotel. Now we're going to move to the, the Marriott in Rome. Okay. Before they were at the hotel Pulitzer. Now they're going to go to the Marriott in Rome on the way back. And then from there, back to JFK from JFK back to Miami and from Miami to wherever the heck they originated from. So, woo! so yeah, so hopefully you guys got those points that I made, you know, one, do not jump to conclusion. Um, you know, here, here that your client out, but don't jump to conclusions. Don't just start calling people and all this stuff. Let it play out, especially if you still had another leg to go, meaning another uh, another portion of the flight to um, to finish before you knew if that plane was going to be there or not. Now, if it if the plane was already gone, then okay, then okay. But she didn't know that until she got to JFK. So make sure you know that, and always, always, always. Copy your client on all the correspondence from the hotel, from the transportation company, the CVB, XYZ, one, two, three, whatever. Always copy your client on that. So everything is transparent. He or she knows what you know. Okay. So there you go. Boom. Okay. So um, let's see what, let me see. Dylan says, were you commuting when you received the text? I was driving back from um, L.A. I mean, driving back from Blythe when I received it. So um, but I called her. I don't want to be going back and forth on a text. And, um, you know, she's somewhere else. So. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I called her. Texts Texts are good just for that initial communication. But if it's something like this, if you can, you need to talk to them. So there you go. So that's my story. Right. That's that's my weekend right there. Right. So. um, So, like I said, IMAX starts today. That's always a great show. So hotel people, you have an opportunity to do that. Check it out. Salespeople. This is another thing. Um, Salespeople, specifically hotel salespeople. um, You know, I get these calls a lot about, you know, from director of sales and, you know uh, how do I okay? is selling the same as it was before before COVID. Yeah, well, yeah, it can be. Um, you know, say I have a territory that I got this question a couple of days ago. Say I have a territory that's California. Where should I start? I said, "What do you mean where should you start? What's your you know what what's your market segments and all that?" So she broke down the market segments. I said, "Okay, I said this is what this is a common thing people do. Instead of starting." Close to your hotel, let's just say the hotel's in LA, okay, but you have all of California, that's your territory. Why do you have to start in San Francisco? Why don't you start in your backyard? And when they say, What's your backyard? And this, obviously, this is a new salesperson, somebody that hadn't been around a long time, right? Because back in the day, when I came into sales, we started with our backyard, okay? Backyard meaning draw a circle around your hotel where your hotel's located. And do a five-mile radius. So circle five miles from where your hotel is. You'll probably find more business there than you will in San Francisco or throughout the state. Is that a whole 80-20 rule, right? 80% of the business is going to come from right there. You know, 20% is somewhere else, right? So, find, like I said, circle your hotel. Find out what organizations, companies, whatever is in your area first before you start branching out. So I would do circle five mile radius and then work my way out. Don't start, you know, San Francisco and work your way in because you can go and see these people that are five mile radius, San Francisco. You can go see them too, but you can't go see them as often. Okay. So it's more cost effective. If you spend time trying to find those people cultivate that business, you know, build relationships, build relationships with them before I would go out. So, Salespeople, start with your backyard, backyard, start in your backyard, five mile radius, and then go from there. It doesn't matter what market it is, just if that's your territory and you're responsible for all markets, it doesn't matter. Just circle and then go from there. That would be my advice. And I, I gave that advice to someone the other day, and they're like, oh, I never thought about that. Well, yeah, that's why you called me. Okay, so there you go. Boom. <laughs> So anyway, I'm just being silly. Okay, but no, I did tell her that. <laughs> so yeah, start in your backyard. Always start in your backyard. Um, and I'm looking for hotels to give, give this ho- this Russell of hotels right. That's what I'm looking for, right? I'm looking for a national company like Marriott to offer this Russell of hotels rate. Right. Okay, so throw that out there to people. Um, LinkedIn user says, read the reader boards on the comp set. And steal the business. <laughs> who said that? Wait a minute. Where is that at? I need to see who that is. Um, that is a good one. Uh, let me see. Do I see that one? See on my um, I just see that being a LinkedIn user. See, I need to hold on. Hold on one second. Oh, hold on, because I need to see who that is, and before I address this, what what this person just said because yeah, that is, <laughs> that is true. Okay. That was back in the day. We used to have a reader board service. So you can go to different hotels and see what groups they had in house, you know? So, so you go in the, you go in the hotel, you see the lobby and it tells you where the meeting space is. And it tells you who's meeting and certain hotels, right? So if I went to hotel a, it'd tell me, okay, uh, ABC group is here. Uh, IBM, you know, Apple is here. So, you know, the companies that are having meetings at your competition. So you would call those particular companies and say, hey, I see you met down the street. Hey, we have great rates here. Can I invite you over for lunch so we can, you know, give you a tour and all that kind of stuff? So that's called. uh, But there's actually a service. Well, I don't know if they still do it now, but there was a reader board service that someone goes around and basically takes that information out. And um, basically sells it to hotels. So you'll see exactly who's meeting where they're doing the same thing to you too. Right. Other hotels are trying to take your business. Right. So, but yeah, it's all. Oh, it's Jim. <laughs> it's Jim okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> now that just took it back, Jim. Thank you so much for sharing that. That, that was funny. But yeah, so it used to be it was called a reader board service. That's what it's called, a reader board service, and you would um basically go to another hotel and find that information. (laughs) Okay, now I see you now, Jim. See, I didn't, I didn't bring that up, but yeah, because on my screen just says LinkedIn user, but if I go to LinkedIn on my phone, it tells me who it is. So no, thank you so much, Jim. But yeah, they have reader board services and, uh, but everything is so, you know, it's technology driven now. So I think you can still get that same information. I can't think there's one tool that most hotels use now and I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to get it for the next time to let you guys know, but no, thank you, Jim. That was, that was some good information. that just brought back some memories and got a good laugh at it too. Right. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> All right, move it on, move it on. Uh, let's see. God, that was, that was a good one. That was a good one. People are like, what is he laughing at? It wasn't that funny because you don't understand it. You don't get it. You know, hotel salespeople, we had so many tools, right? It wasn't just about, you know, you calling your clients or, you know, emailing them. I mean, it was all kind of other things. Like I said, the reader board service, uh, you know, those were things that, you know, people, you know, you think you're being sneaky, right? You go, this is before the service came up, right? This is what hotels used to do. Uh, hotel salespeople, we would go to our competition and look and read and take the notes. This is before iPhones. You couldn't just take a picture. You having the, you're you sitting there with a tablet writing down all these company names, right? And then you're going down and looking in the meeting rooms and seeing maybe I have. A, they have a contact there and you can talk to the contact and say, hey, I'm at the You know, I'm at Hotel A down the street, you know, we'd like to have you come, you know, come over for lunch, that kind of stuff. I mean, you had to be real (laughs) creative back in the day. I mean, and cold calls, we're doing cold calls all the time. You're going, you're literally going, you know, cold to an office building. Start at the top, work your way down. I don't know how many buildings we got kicked out of. Uh, We would do sales blitzes and you didn't do, you weren't doing your job if you didn't get kicked out of a hotel. So that's what we always used to say. So you keep doing it until you get kicked out. If you don't get kicked out, that's great. But you go in and you always, you never go to a, uh, an appointment empty handed though. Either you're going to have some candy, some cookies, some, some type of goodies, right? Because there's a gatekeeper. Okay. So there's always going to be a gatekeeper at every business that you go to. You're never going to be able to just walk in and talk to the person that handles all the meetings and the bookings and, and, you know, reserv- all that. you're never going to do that. Right. There's always going to be a gatekeeper. Right. So you had to, you had to give that gatekeeper something, right. Something that will get you past there. So what was the key to the gatekeeper cookies, goodies, whatever you would give them to him or her. And then at least they would introduce you to that person or maybe, uh, you know, just let them know, Hey, this person came by, give them your information. Cause a lot of times they would just throw your information away. I I guarantee you once you walked out, they just threw it in the trash. But if you gave them something, but you had to be consistent, just like social media, you got to be consistent with posting. We would go back. So this is, this is the thing that we used to do. uh, Some companies that I worked for. So we would come in with a jar of candy, right? Or say Hershey's Kisses, okay? Because chocolate is always a big thing, right? So you come in there with a a jar of Hershey's Kisses. It's filled up, okay? You give them to the assistant or whoever's there, the gatekeeper, and say, hey, give me a call. Put your business card on the bottom of it and say, hey, when you run out of chocolate, just call me and I'll come and refill it. Boom! Okay, you don't have many times we'll get phone calls I don't care if they called three times a month to fill it up. We would go because we knew we had an end with that gatekeeper who would give, who would introduce us to his or her boss who was making the decisions for group business or for uh, a transient business or whatever the business was. Right? So that's how we got in. Those are the creative things that we use to get in there. So I don't know if they're doing that stuff now. I would say it's probably harder to get in there because of, Now you got COVID, you know, 9-11 shut a lot of stuff down too, where you could not. Now there's security. You know, you got to have an appointment to go. This is when we were doing cold calling and all that stuff. Right. So cold calling still exists, but I don't think it exists the same level that we used to do. Right. First 9-11, then COVID. You know what I mean? So um, people were not letting people go up in buildings and just kind of just walk in every office because we'll just walk in if it says non-soliciting or not no soliciting it didn't matter we walked in there okay and because we weren't soliciting you know we were handing out candy we said oh no we're just getting our information and we're just dropping off some goodies do you happen to have a card you know that kind of thing hey we're with the xyz hotel down the street uh if you have any you know whatever any need for hotels or meeting space just let us know and here's and my numbers in there you know give me a call whatever Boom and just just leave. So you're not really selling. You're just presenting. You know, uh, you're presenting your hotel. You're just passing out information. That's all we're doing, right? So, uh, so yeah, it was man, that was fun. That just brought back memories, right? Jim threw in that reader board thing, and now I'm going off on candy and what we used to do. But I think that works, right? And it works for not just hotel industry, but any industry that you're trying to get in the door with someone. You got to bring something. Don't just bring your business card and your information. Bring something they can eat and they'll remember you for that. Starbucks cards. We hand those things out like crazy too. I still get those today. I get them now. As a meeting planner, I get them from hotel people and tourism people, right? Tourism board people. I go to these trade shows, they give out like little $5 Starbucks. I got like five of them in my wallet right now. <laughs> because I don't go to Starbucks that much, right? But when I go to Starbucks, I say, oh, shoot, I have a, a, a you know, a, a gift card in here. So I, in fact, I sent my daughter, I had so many of them. I sent my daughter like, because she goes to Starbucks. I sent her like five of them. Okay, so, but anyway, so those are the things that you do to keep top of mind, okay? Do that in conjunction with social media and you'll be golden, boom. Jim says, Old school hospitality was good, and it worked. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. And some of those things can still be incorporated now. We just got to be more creative about what we do. But some of that stuff still works. It's just that people don't even know about the old school stuff. So so I'm putting people on game today, okay? Make sure you copy this and, and, and share this with other people, especially hotel salespeople, because I'm teaching today, okay? So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> how to buy a hotel so this now we transition to uh with lauren lauren miss lauren brown um uh, she attended the conference uh with um miss davon reeves okay so i'm sure miss davon reeves is, is you know promoting her book as well well i promote her book as well every week so how to buy a hotel uh, a road map to hotel ownership this is a the most comprehensive book I've ever seen on buying a hotel. Okay. So if you're interested, not even if you're, you, you may not even want to buy a hotel, but it's an interesting read on how you can do it. Right. So maybe buy it and share it with other people, but it is the most comprehensive book on how to do it. So uh, I've taken so many notes in this book it's ridiculous. So take, check it out. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon or you can just go Dave on Reeves, just Google her, Uh, how to buy a hotel.com. I don't know. Just Google that name, Google her name and you'll find out where to buy it. But, um, but yeah, I think anyone that's interested, any investor or whatever, it teaches you how to do that. You know? So, uh, location, location, location is important. The brand is important. Uh, hiring the right operator. Okay. You, you, if you're a first time hotel owner, you don't want to go with somebody big. It's not one management company fits all either. Okay. Do you? I guess this is a question you have to ask yourself first. Do you want to manage a your hotel yourself, or do you want to get someone in there to do it? There's different size management companies out there. There's a ton of management companies out there. Um, but I would want one that's going to hold my hand. I'm a first-time owner, right? I want someone that's going to hold my hand and teach me how to read a you know, a P&L statement and all that stuff. I want somebody like Jim Schichter, okay, who is a, who is a constant road warrior who would go and hold owners' hands and basically give them bite-sized bits of like a P&L or basically how to operate a hotel. Uh, and that's what he did. Right. So I worked with him. I worked for him uh, with a uh, Broughton hotel. So Jim Chicta, who was on here, thank you again for all the stuff that you, you know, showed me and, and how he took care of his, um, the owners. Right. So it it was great to see that. And like I said, there was nothing that he did not know. Uh, he would go when they called, he would go, you know, even if he had to drive three hours, five, ten hours to get there, he would do it because he, he was a road warrior. When I mean road warrior, he would get in that car because they had most of, um, most of the hotels they had were in California. So from northern, from southern to northern and everything in between. So they would, he would drive all the time, you know, so spend as much time as he had to spend with them and then go to the next hotel. So, um, but yeah, so, I remember Jim. See, so there you go. So Jim's old school too, right? But um but we know how to incorporate the new school stuff now. So Davon Reeves, um congratulations on what you're doing. All your success. She has 3 hotels. Did I mention that? And that mentioned she was like 35 years old too. So There you go. Get the book. Get the book. I need to come back on the show sometime and we can do a Q&A with let me see what that says. Jim, I need to come back on the show sometime and we can do a Q&A and the listeners on all that is. Yes, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That sounds like a plan. Uh, who's your best brand advocate? You are, okay? So if you don't, if you didn't know that, now you know. You are your best brand advocate. If you're not excited about what you do, guess what? No one else is going to be. So uh, make sure you, you got to toot your own horn sometime, right? You got to pat yourself on the back you know, because sometimes people don't do it for you. Okay. Or they don't acknowledge it. So, but like I said, if you're not excited about what you do, you don't have that passion behind it. People will see that, but um, just make sure you stay out. You do what you need to do. Stay, you know, top of mind if you can, but be your best advocate, be your best cheerleader. Uh, Quotes. Okay. I just came with it. I pulled this one last night before I went to bed. I don't know how I thought about this one, but these things come to me. They always come to me right before I go to bed. And then when I'm in bed, I got to reach and get my phone and text it to me. So I don't forget it. Right. So like three this morning, this one came to me. Clients will come. Clients will come because of you. Now this is for salespeople. This is a going back to hotel salespeople, right? Clients will come because of you, but they will only return if they are treated with hospitality. So that means everyone else has to get in, involved in this whole thing. Client retention is, is, is real, right? Okay. It's one thing to get the clients in the door. It's another thing to keep them. Okay. So people will come because of you. People are going to come because of my brand. Okay. Russell of hotels or Russell Edmond. Okay. So back in the day people would, you know, because I'm a, I was a salesperson, right? So say I went from hotel A to hotel B. You know, the people that were going that follow me to Hotel A now will follow me to Hotel B because of me, because of what I've done for them at that particular hotel. Right. Oh, Russell's going there. I'm taking my business. to You know, the same hotel Russell's going to. OK, that does happen. OK, but how they continue, because I can only do so much for the client. Right. I'm a salesperson. What does it depend on? Who does it depend on? It depends on ops or operations to take care of the client, you know, the, the front desk to check them in. The housekeeper makes sure their room's clean. The The food and beverage team makes sure, you know, they're serving food that's hot, you know, whatever the case is, the bartender remembers their name, whatever it is, that's all hospitality. Hospitality is how people are treated and how they are made to feel right. You don't get it from a building. You get it from person to person. So this, this quote says so many different things to so many different people. Right. But, like I said, it's about salespeople. Clients will come because of you, your brand, but they will only return if they are treated with hospitality. That means the entire hotel is in it has a role in keeping that client there. Because once the client leaves, it's hard to get them back. Right? If they, if if someone else, if uh, whatever, I'm just saying, if they don't get what they want from operations, they'll go to another hotel regardless of what they think of me. Right? Uh, because my job was to get them there. Right you know, they book it and cook it. You know what I mean? My job is to get them there, but it's someone else's job to keep them. Right. I mean, we're all in together, but everyone has a role. Everybody has a duty to take care of that guest the best way they can. Right. So I can't go and serve them in a restaurant. Okay. I'm not going to make up their bed. Right. I'm not going to, more than likely I'm not going to check them in or check them out. Or if they have an issue with, um, uh, engineering issue, their, their AC, their AC. I'm not going to be on the roof fixing their AC. Right. So it all depends on the entire hotel to keep those people coming. Cause once they leave, now I got to go back and now I got to spend so much money trying to get them back. And sometimes they don't come back. They say, Russell, we love you. But you know, I went there the last time and my CEO, you know, their CEO it didn't like it. Okay. Because it's not always about the meeting planner, the one that planned it the meeting planner has to um, take care of his or her boss. Okay. She's planning things for his or her boss. So she's trying to look good in his or her eyes. Right. And if something doesn't go right, well, we got to find another hotel. We can't stay there anymore. So it takes, it takes a village to take care of the guests. Okay. So, that was a good one. I have to pat myself on the back for this one because like I said, three o'clock this morning, I came up with this one. I said, let me text it to myself because I'll forget it by the time I in two hours when I wake up. Right. So, but anyway, there you go. That's the quote. And I'm going to post this again somewhere else. Oh, and the, speaking of the quote, okay, I'm sorry. Did you see what it is? There's uh, the, the picture in the background. Those are pineapples. What is, what does a pineapple symbolize? Hospitality see see how everything just t- just pulled together into that one message. hospitality pictures of pineapple. did everybody know that? please someone say tell me that you knew that the international uh whatever symbol for hospitality is a pineapple, so if you didn't know that now you know okay and and you learned it here right here on Russell on air with Russell of hotel, so you're welcome. how do you increase your social media engagement uh consistency and i'm gonna go quickly here because i'm about at an hour right now and let's see what did jim say somebody said something um hold on one second hold on let me see the comments uh did it do yes, Lonnie says yes. So I guess he he knew what that meant. So okay, thanks Lonnie. Appreciate you. Uh so increase social media engagement, consistency. You gotta be consistent. You can't just do it one time. Um, so you, you can't do it one time. That's it. Be consistent. Because if you see this show, I've done a hundred and what was it, 179 shows. If I just done one show, you know, people wouldn't like like people would forgot. They would forgot about it a long time ago, right? But consistency. That's how people in Blythe knew that I did the show. Right. Because I consistently did it. I didn't do it one time and stopped. I didn't. I don't consist. I don't inconsistently post things. I post on a daily, sometimes twice, three times a day, three times a day. I did a live earlier. Right. I do a live every single Monday through Friday. Every day, Monday through Friday, I do a live, okay? That's consistency. Value, make sure you're adding some value to someone. Make sure someone, you know, uh, it resonates with someone, whatever that is. And if you don't get enough um, likes and views, that means you're doing something wrong. And you need to re-evaluate ev- kind of what you're doing. So that's how that works. And be authentic. Be you, okay? So whatever the postings are, um, you know, Don't copy someone else's stuff. Don't plagiarize someone else's stuff. Come up with some original content that you can come up with that, that resonates with you. That you know, that that's authentic to you, you know, just like the lives have to be authentic to who you are. Right. Like this show is authentic to me, me being silly and, and being, you know, overly dramatic. That's me, right. That's me being authentic. Right. Now, if I just came here and just like, Oh, well, uh, you know, thanks. So uh, yeah, consistency, value, and authentic. Does that sound like, no, no, you got to do all this because that's what I do. Right. But if that's how you are, uh, if you're that reserved then that's how you are, right. You don't want to be something that you're not. And that's what sometimes people on so- social media will be somebody else. Okay. The same person that you are on social media is the same person you should be. Okay. Away from social media. Right. So if you're, if I talk loud, At home, well, I should be talking loud on social media, (laughs) and guess what? I do, (laughs) or laughing at whatever. I laugh. I ain't gonna tell you. I laugh at any, um, no, almost anything. I, you know, come on. I I know when not to laugh, but yeah, if I see a pen like this, I'm. I just what? (laughs) You know. Anyway, (laughs) I'm being silly. See, I can be silly too. So, but uh, but yeah, consistency, value, and be authentic. Uh, and then once you know those things, what are the tools that you can use? I use reels all the time, all day long, and twice on Sundays. Okay. So, yeah, I use a lot of reels. Reels basically pairs a video with um music, or you can use what's 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 um the big thing now on Instagram is original content. So Music is still good and there's trending music, but you can like speak over like your your own voice. You can speak over your videos. And that goes a lot further now because you see some um, videos that come out that have just people talking. It may not be them, but, you know, they got it from somebody else. Right. So those things are trending, too. So it's not always about music. It can be just you talking. Hey, this is hey, I'm downtown L.A. at the Ace Hotel having breakfast. You know, you can do that. You can do stuff, something as simple as that, but it's original content that people are looking for. or At least the algorithms are looking for that uh, specifically like on Instagram. Just, you know, just a little advice uh, or, or you can do lives. I do lives, like I said, um, every day, Monday through Friday. So those are some of the things that you can use. Uh, hiring. Oh my gosh. Who's hiring. Let me just real quick. Who is hiring? Who is hiring? I only had a couple. But okay, Highgate Hotels, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, they're looking for uh, area director sales and marketing. Pacific Hotels, they're based in Irvine. They're looking for a corporate director of transient sales. Uh, And then Hotel Perla, Per L.A. I don't know how to say that. Hotel Per L.A. or Perla. I don't know. One of those uh, is in downtown L.A. It just opened up. And they're looking for an accountant, a staff accountant. Not meat Eats. I always talk about the nine meat Eats. I'll just talk about my quick little uh, having non-Meat Eats in Blythe. Okay, so I go to Blythe. I don't go, I mean, I go, you know, several times a year because my mom still lives there, right? So, um, and normally there is, okay, there's a pizza place there. I won't mention the name of the pizza place, but they have a vegan pizza, okay? Normally they have a vegan pizza. All right, so I went in there the other day on Friday. I'm hungry. Uh Oh, I want to order a vegan pizza. Oh, we don't have that today. What? We, we don't have it today. Oh, I was so ticked off. So we walked out of there, stormed out of there. Like, where else am I going to go? Oh, that is a Chinese place on the other end. It's called China Garden, okay? used to be a Mexican restaurant back in the day when I grew up, right? So we went to this China Garden. Of course, it's open. That's one thing. There's people in there. That's the two good things and they have a lot of vegetables on the menu so and they have tofu so I ordered something like spicy something mixed vegetables oh my god that's the best meal I've had I don't care where I've been in the last month that was probably one of the best meals i I've had definitely best meal I had at any restaurant in Blythe, you know, okay. Since I've been, uh, you know, plant-based or whatever, but yet yeah, China garden right there on Hobson way, right? That's the main street in Blythe. But yeah, so kudos to China garden, right? They, you saved me. Okay. So, um, yeah, so there you go. China garden, Blythe, uh, Chinese food, but you know, I didn't get it. I don't eat any meat. I mixed tofu and they put some spices on there. Oh my god, it was so good. Ah, oh, I. You know what? I think I'm gonna go back there. I'm just gonna make a quick trip to Blythe to just get some China Garden. That was a joke. Okay. Um. What am I? Who am I? People always ask, "What do you do, dude?" Uh, I'm a hospitality personality. Uh, of course, you got to be a personality, to have a show, right? You got to be something, right? So just like people, like, oh, I'm an on air personality. Whatever. Well, I'm a hospitality personality, so that's where I came with. I pulled that out of somewhere and said, you know what? I'm more of a hospitality personality than anything. I just happen to have a lot of a lot of um, uh, experience with doing a lot of hotels, 14 different hotels um, in you know 25, 30 years. Okay, so I'm able to you know let people know about different things. I talked about the sales things earlier. Um, you know, and you can apply those to these days. It's just that you got to be a little different, but if you have any questions, I mean, please feel free to reach, reach out to me and I'm going to give you my contact information at the end of the show. Uh, I'm a hospitality content creator right now. I'm creating content, right? Content is whatever you put out, right? Anything you post that's content. Okay. So, but what is it? Substance is it substantial content. I don't know. You determine that, right? Or the people will determine if it is, if no one likes it, then it's not substantial. Go back to the drawing board and do something else. So I do this, I call myself a hospitality content creator because that's the industry that I'm in. Those are the people I help the most, but I can help any industry. Okay, so don't get caught up. Just content creator, that's what I do. But, of course, for this show, because I'm all about hospitality too. Hotel site selection specialist. I just mentioned a little while ago the scenario that my, my, my uh, group that's in Italy right now or in Greece now on a, a cruise. I mean, I do, the, I did everything for them other than I didn't do the cruise, but I did the hotels and transportation. I don't do the the airline either. So hotels, transportation, I will do. Um, and that's, you know, doing it in another country is, is different. I'm not going to say it's hard, but it's different and interesting. They'll use a one page contract or an agreement As long as you pay, that's all they care about that you pay and you make sure you get your receipt and hold on to it. They do a lot of bank wire transfers, too. So you got to be, you know, you got to be aware of that. Right. They will do credit card for final payment, but the initial payment will be with a wire transfer for the most part. Um, So just knowing the customs and know what's going on. Uh, I had never booked overseas, so I contacted a couple of my colleagues that had. So they gave me information about that. So, you know, I didn't go, although it's sight unseen for me, but I found a colleague who does international stuff and she happened to book in Italy and she told me about this hotel Pulitzer. And that's why I booked that hotel. Sight unseen. Boom. There you go. So make sure you, you know, you, you keep your, your, your colleagues close, Uh, keep your clients close, but, but keep your colleagues closer. Okay. Do that whole Godfather thing. All right. So. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so that's hotel site selection special. So those are things that I do. I do some other stuff, too. But those are the main things that Russell of hotels does. One thing. What are you doing to keep your brand relevant? I give you so much information that what you could be doing and what you should be doing to keep your brand relevant. Uh, so only you know that. Um, let's see what else. Three P's. What are the three P's purpose, passion, perseverance, purpose, know why you do what you do. I do this because I want to reach people and I want to educate that next generation of hospitality people. Right. And I want people to come on the show to talk about their careers and how they started and what they add to the hospitality table. Right. You know, uh, like Jim Schichter, he'll come on and he'll talk about, he, he was a owner of a management company. Okay. So he knows how to manage hotels. Right. So we'll have him come back on and we'll talk about, you know, um, some of the stuff that we talked about today and what to look for or, you know, going, you know, what are the things that, you know, um, he did to um, to walk an owner through the process of, you know, um, reading a and l and things like that. Because a lot of these owners are green. They have no idea. They may have owned apartment complexes and they think that that's the same thing as owning a hotel. So, you know, how did he get around those, those obstacles? And some of the stuff that some of these owners used to say is is crazy, but he was just as calm as could be. I'd have been strangling somebody, but that's me, you know. That's why God put him in charge of that and I had to work for him. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Some of these owners, man, or something else. Okay, but anyway, that's another story. Dylan says, Fried tofu with mixed vegetables and spicy sauce. Yeah, how'd you know that? Were you there? How's Dylan telling me what I ate? Okay. <laughs> yes, that's what I I must have mentioned this already. But yeah, so purpose, know why you do what you do, passion, either you have it or you don't. If you don't have a passion for doing something, you know what? Do something else. Okay. If I didn't have a passion for doing the stuff that I, I do, I would do something else. Okay. I don't know what, but I would do something else. Um, Let's see. And then perseverance, be consistent, continue to evolve. Don't give up whatever it is, whatever you're doing, don't give up and swerve when you need swerve. When you need to remember here on air with Russell of hotels, we don't pivot. We swerve. Okay. Meaning you swerve around something that's coming, you know, you see it in the horizon coming. So you don't just keep going and get into it and can't get out. Once you get into something, you can't get out. What do you do? You pivot. Right. But if you swerve, meaning you saw that obstacle, like, Oh, I'm not going that way. I'm going this way. I'm a veer to the right. Okay. Then you, you swerve around it. That's the difference between pivoting and swerving. Okay. So, there you go. Because people always ask me, what is that?" We're talking about pivoting. You don't pivot? No, I don't. That's word. Okay. So, anyway, that's it. So, guess what? Guess who we got next week? We got Mr. Lonnie Wolf coming on next week. So, uh, Lonnie has agreed to come on. Lonnie, Lonnie, Lonnie. So, we're going to have Lonnie on next week. Um, same bad time, bad, same bad station. So, um, so yeah, Lonnie's going to be here next week. We're going to talk about... Uh, housekeeping stuff, uh, and he has a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, and I can hardly wait. In fact, I think only thing I'm gonna have to do is just sit back and hey, uh, introduce Lonnie. Okay, that's it. I'm, I, once I read his bio, he's gonna take the mic and just continue to go. All right, I already know this, right? So, uh, <laughs> but no, check out next week. Lonnie's been on the show before. Uh, he's a hospitality, oh, he's a hospitality housekeeping expert, right? So. He'll tell us what we're missing, what hotels are missing, what we should be doing. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, and all that affects your guest service scores and all that kind of stuff. So if you know housekeeping people, housekeeping managers, supervisors, make sure they are on next week uh, because Lonnie's gonna Lonnie's gonna put on a show. Okay, uh, I need to come. Let's see, am I missing something? Let me just read this last comment before he's always got the passion for house. Yeah, he. Yeah, he. Yeah. Always, yeah, yeah. He's the um, embodiment of passion. Okay, so Lion definitely has a passion for what he does, and we 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 respect him for that, and appreciate what he does and all the knowledge that he has amassed. The, The show, he said, the show will be lit big time. He talking about it's gonna be on fire, on fire. Okay, it's going to be going like a house of fire. So, but anyway, you guys need to make sure you're there next week. So thank you so much for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. And we'll see you next week, 1 o'clock, PST, same channels for Lonnie Wolf. Thank okay,
0: you for Peace. joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success. Rather, become a person of great value.